Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lisa likes the window seat at night. The lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see. The runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia, we also power all of Ireland's street lights. Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power. Before we start today's show, guys, uh, Dale and I are very excited to tell you guys about Draft, the Draft app, and PlayDraft.com. If you want to join us and play in some of our leagues, just it's really exciting, a very fun way. Tell them about it, Dale. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much if you go on the website or if you download Draft, uh, use our promo code EATSLEEPFANTASY and you get a $3 free entry. So basically signing up using our promo code and you get in, you get to play for free, earn a couple of bucks while you do it. It's a really cool app. Uh, last week, I went a little crazy. Uh, we drafted with a bunch of our listeners. Um, I won, let's see, I won like 30 bucks last week. No, I didn't. I won like 25 so and you bet like six. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's really fun. If you guys follow me, E S F Dale, um, I'll put you in like the rotation. And every time I do a draft, I'll invite you and whoever you know the first six or the first five, how much ever, how big ever the league is, you'll get invited. Whoever you know gets there first gets a spot. But it's really fun. Uh, I have a pretty long list of listeners now, so it's getting pretty competitive to see how quick people can join and play me. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, my lineup, my, probably my best lineup here. Um, let's see results here. Uh, my best lineup was, let's see. I had Tyrod Taylor, David Johnson, Devonta Freeman, Antonio Brown, and Jordy Nelson. That was my best lineup. I was really proud of that. Even though David Johnson went out, um, it's basically, okay. basically for those that don't know, it's a snake draft. It's like DFS, DFS. I said that, um, but sure. you, but you you do a complete snake draft instead of everybody having Julio Jones that week, it's whoever picks them first, and it's ran you know the the draft order is randomly selected. It's really fun. It's it's a totally different way to do it, and you get to play me yep. and get some bragging rights. I know I think uh, Mello beat me in one of the leagues, and he was bragging about it earlier today. Uh, who else? Hold on, hold on. Let me give a shout out to everybody else that beat me. Um, let's see. While while you do that, uh, while you do that, honestly, the best part of fantasy football for me, and I'm not sure for you is the draft. So what it's taking is the fun of daily fantasy sports and that, you know, one week kind of tournament player, whatever, and merging it with the drafting portion of fantasy football. And really it's like the perfect storm application of fantasy and really making it fun. Something that goes so well with your season long league and something that you can just pair with it. It's beautifully, honestly, it's really fun. Yeah. So BPN88 beat me. Uh, Plane88, that is, uh, that's our buddy Pat from the Weekend Warrior podcast. Uh, PSizzle127 beat me. And MNX Spiders team. Man, you guys got to get better team names than this. Jeez. Yeah, um, seriously. It's <laughs> horrible. Why are you putting so many numbers and letters at the end? <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then and then Mello beat me, of course, in, in a league as well. But uh, it's really fun, man. Uh, oh, Papa, uh, Poppy Soros? What I am going <laughs> to put on our page if, to make it a little bit easier if you want to join us, if you, if you don't want to follow at ESF Dale uh, immediately through the draft app, if you, if you want a little bit more guidance, I'm going to put on our pinned tweet 
uh, where where you can add your name if you want to be part of our draft, you know, list of listeners that want to compete with us this week. So if you just want to add your name there, it's our pinned tweet at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. I'm recording here from Birmingham, Alabama, because I am still displaced, heading back home tomorrow to uh, lovely Florida. Joining me as always tonight is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Yeah, man. Uh, Glad to finally be recording to all our listeners waiting for a podcast to be released. We have tried and tried and tried to get episodes out this week. I know it's important week one, but the good thing is we will be here for you for the rest of the season. Hurricane Irma, along with other schedule, crazy schedule stuff, um, just didn't work out for us this week. But we are here for you. We are going to give you some players. Huh? Bitch-ass Irma. That's all. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bitch-ass Irma. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to give you some players to target this week and for the rest of the season. Guys that we like, maybe the guys that we don't like. Um, going down position through the all the positions. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end for you. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at EatSleepFF. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also listen. Uh, we have been putting out some anchor stuff. Uh, our very talented writers uh, gave us some awesome knowledge throughout these days that we didn't release a podcast, and they released it on Anchor. So go on that website or app and check us out there. We kind of release in between episodes, so if you want to hear more analysis, uh, there's probably less shit talk on Anchor, but there's definitely is a lot of analysis there if if you want to hear some stuff in between podcasts. Lots of good insight, lots of just different opinions and ways to think, which is very useful in fantasy because. If you just listen to me, you might only think one way. Or if you just listen to Dale, you might only think one way. But getting those multiple opinions and kind of finding a happy median, a happy middle ground for these players is very often the most useful approach. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, I wanted, uh, if you guys want a decal, I don't know if you were here for the whole fiasco with the decal stuff. It wasn't really a fa- fiasco. I'm overselling this. Uh, well, the uh, shit ton of emails that I got kind of was uh, <laughs> yeah. annoying. I don't know what you did, but I just kept my, my phone was like, boop, 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 I want a decal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people were asking for decals and then I had to reply and say, what's your address? So anyways, if you guys want a decal, just put in the subject line decal and, uh, and you guys can have, we have tons of decals. I ordered a bunch of extra. I don't think I told Christian that I told Armando that. Um, but if you guys want a decal, I have them for you. Uh, and we appreciate you if you kind of, uh, you know, represent and put it on your car, on your cooler, on whatever you want. Um, so just email me, contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. In the subject line, just put decal, and then give me your address and all that stuff and your and your name. Um, and we'll send you a decal. We definitely, we definitely don't want your address for anything weird or for stalking purposes or anything like that. Right, right. Although um, – and I almost did this because somebody uh, emailed me and said, hey, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I asked him for an address. And he goes, are you going to stalk me? I guess I trust you not, you know, not to come stalk me. And I had half a heart just to go on Google Maps and go to the satellite image and just zoom in on his house. <laughs> you know, but that would uh, definitely people wouldn't trust us for sure. Um, we should do that with everything. Yeah. You anyway. know what we should do? If someone, if someone sends us their address, we should just reply with a picture of their house <laughs> or just tweet out. Just tweet out pictures of people's houses. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, uh, again, we appreciate. And also, oh, I, I wanted to mention one more thing too. Last year, we had a chance to basically answer every single Twitter question, every single email and message. This year, uh, we're not able to do that. Um, we try. We are a little bigger than I thought we would be. <laughs> we try to answer everybody's questions, but it's just uh, – it's crazy right now, and sometimes it depends on the time of day I can get to you or Christian or Armando can, 
but sometimes we just get flooded with dozens at once and there's no way we can you know return all the questions so feel free to keep asking us questions and we'll do everything we can just don't take it personal if we don't get it right back to you is that fair well yeah what i can say is if you want those sunday morning questions um right before kickoff usually an hour before kickoff we are answering on periscope and on sleeper bot um and you know i did that this sunday where I was on Periscope for about 15 minutes, and then I hopped straight on over to SleeperBot to answer all the questions on our channel. So if you if you need to get questions in in the last minute, those are usually two great ways to do it. Or you can tweet us or email us all week. Tweet us at EatSleepFF or or email us, you know, contact at EatSleepFantasy.com. Yep, yep. All right, let's get right into the meat and potatoes, Christian. Oh, uh, there is another episode. I don't know if I'm going to release it right before or right after this podcast. But there's, I guess you can call it a loss episode. Christian and I recapped the games on Sunday, um, and the quality is eh, and that's why we didn't put it out. But we're just going to go ahead and release it anyways, and if you guys want to listen, awesome. If not, we understand. No big deal. There is a little hissing in the background, but there are some good nuggets in there if if you want to hear just some recap from last week, from week one. Please, guys, just understand that I am doing my very best to record while on the road not in my home and someone else's home right. in Alabama without my equipment. So um, it's, it's subpar quality in terms of the analysis anyways. You there, Christian? Yep. You didn't get any of that? <laughs> you said, uh, my, as soon as he started talking about quality, it cut out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, I was just saying, uh, if you're, you know, just please, subpar quality, but that's because I'm on the road here in Alabama right. and it's, I'm not in home. I don't have my equipment. I, I apologize for that. Uh, but you should already be used to subpar analysis. So exactly. subpar quality shouldn't affect it too much. Exactly. Um, so anyways, uh, we can get right into it. Christian, uh, I have some questions for you. Uh, you might have some for me, but I think this is going to be a fun little talk here. Uh, we're going to just talk about some players to target, in particular, I don't want to call this a waiver wire episode. One, because it's a little late for waiver wires here on Wednesday. But also, just because um, the, these guys still might be available, or you could trade for them. And we just want to talk about, kind of give our viewpoints on some of these guys maybe you want to trade for or trade away. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, Christian, I think the number one running, uh, I'm sorry, quarterback... I don't know why I suck at saying positions. Um, I get them mixed up all the time. Anyways, quarterback. Really? I think the, 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 the biggest surprise this week was Alex Smith. Uh, is is his aggressiveness. Now, he was unusually aggressive last week. Is this something that you expect a trend to continue? Or um, or you're just kind of ignoring it and you're rolling, you're rolling like usual? Uh, do I expect him to be 368 yards and four touchdowns and complete 80% of his passes Exactly on the road? No, I don't expect that. But can he be a top 12 to 15 quarterback this year instead of being that guy that middles around 18 to 20 like he usually does? Yeah, sure. Why not? He's a streaming guy. Play him versus matchups. He's a guy you can add if you're hurting in, if, out of your quarterback position. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, definitely. The reports all offseason were that he was going to be more aggressive this year. And it's kind of something you kind of laugh away, laugh away and, you know, it's Alex Smith, haha, whatever, I'm not going to add him. But if he's on your waiver still and they haven't processed, you could spend, you know, 4 to 5% of your waiver and, and get and lock in a quarterback if you're hurting at the quarterback position because he'll be fine. I think he will finish as a top 15 quarterback. Um, he, the weapons are there, and he has every opportunity to do so with, with that offense. It's just there's going to be weeks where you're going to get 18 pass attempts and it's going to be frustrating but just if you play the matchups you should be okay yep uh one thing that i really liked and the other quarterback that we'll just touch on really quick deshaun watson he passed he was 12 for 23 100 yards one touchdown and interception not too bad for just getting thrown into a game that they were already horribly losing uh looks good right now for deandre hopkins he got a ton of targets from watson late in the game along with that touchdown uh, Watkins, I think Hopkins had uh, 40 yards from Watson, 55 total. So uh, it looks good for Hopkins to have Deshaun Watson in the game. I don't. Right. I, I like Alex Smith a little bit better if you're looking for another quarterback, but Deshaun Watson Great. Great. has some has some potential here. 
Yep. So Deshaun Watson is not a guy that I would pick up, but it is the guy that uh, bodes well for Hopkins, like you mentioned. Right. All right. Let's get right into running backs now. Uh, I think the top, well, at least my top waiver wire pick, and I think top guy to go after so far this season is Tariq Cohen. I know he was playing against a pretty shitty um, passing defense, especially passing from the backfield. But Tariq Cohen, are you buying into this hype? So I'm buying into the hype as in he's probably going to be their first or second best receiving option now. And if in Europe, if you're in a PPR league, absolutely buy into Cohen in a PPR league because you're talking about they had already lost one receiving weapon, their top uh, option probably in Cameron Meredith. And then now you lose Kevin White uh, for Lord knows how long with a broken collarbone. And Jordan Howard can't seem to catch the ball. So who else is going to? It's going to be Kendall Wright, who's not proven anything in his career. And it's going to be Tariq Cohen, who came out and in the very first game, you know, was gangbusters. So I, I do like Tariq Cohen as, as probably one of the best pickup options here. Just keep in mind, and I know you and I disagree on this, Tariq Cohen is not a workhorse back. He is a pass-catching back. So he will be flex-worthy probably in PPR leagues, but I don't see him ever having that ceiling where he's going to get uh, 15 touches as a runner, even if Jordan Howard goes out. Yeah, I, I think that's where we disagree. I, I think he's the most valuable handcuff. He's going to be uh, he's going to be the guy if Jordan Howard goes out. But let's not really talk about that. I mean, that's so hypothetical, and let's hope Jordan Howard stays healthy. Uh, Tariq Cohen had 12 targets against Atlanta. I don't expect that every game. I do expect him to have explosiveness. I mean, Tariq Cohen had 66 rushing yards, and one of them was a 46-yard run. So uh, I expect explosive plays like that from him, especially, you know, some screen play, you know, some some screen passes to him and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, look, look for those big explosive plays from him. I don't know if you're going to get that every game, but play the matchups, and he's very flex-worthy. Uh, the next guy, in, I, I guess this is in, in no particular order. These are just guys I want to talk about, Christian. Kerwin Williams, we know uh, David Johnson's out for a few months. Uh, is this a Kerwin Williams show now? You know, yeah, Johnson's going to be out two to three months, right? So that's the majority of your fantasy season. And what I what I said in our so we have a lot of discussion in our in our little private writer chat and all that. Um, I was like, man, I'm not going to rush out to grab Kerwin Williams because I'm very sure that they're going to try to bring someone else in, and that guy might end up being, you know, the top back in the backfield. But they basically went out and got uh, what's his face from the practice squad from New England. I can't even remember yeah, his name. Foster. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, Foster, right? And so immediately I'm like, yep, I take back. Yeah, I knew they were going to add someone, but I didn't think it was going to be so, you know, low key. Right. And um, now I'm, I'm I'm immediately, you know, rescinding what I said before. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all in on Kerwin Williams now. The offense is not a great offense anymore without David Johnson. But they rely so heavily on that running back position that whoever is the guy, even if he gets 60% of the carries, I'm in. And um, it's annoying that you are in, like, all of my leagues, but he's the guy that I'm adding on waivers here. Okay. Because a lot of the leagues that we play in are standard. He's the guy that I'm going after. And, I'm you know, in most of my leagues, I'll spend 15 20% of my budget if I'm in a fab or whatever to try to get him. All right. Uh, I don't know if uh... – you agree with me there? <sighs> it, this, is, this is an opportunity over talent play. Yeah, sure, I sure. I Cohen – is a talent over opportunity play, but now the opportunity has presented itself sure. with the Kevin White and Cameron Meredith injuries. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate your opinion and analysis. I just think that David Johnson's so special that he made that backfield something, and I don't think it's a plug and play. And I, I know you know that. I'm not saying that that's not what you're saying, right? Um, Absolutely. But I, I don't know. I just I think he's going to be just eh, and you know maybe a top fifteen play depending on matchups. If not. He's he's really going to be nothing. Okay. Um, uh, I, I don't. Uh, you, would, you would rather you're you're definitely leading Cohen. Um, one of the next guys we're going to talk about uh, here, and I'm assuming is Chris Carson. So before we get into Chris Carson, would you rather pick up this week 
or go after if they're still on your wire, whatever. Would you rather have Kerwin Williams or Chris Carson? Uh, I'm going after Chris Carson, and I know it, is, it kind okay, of sucks. So let's, talk, let's talk about him. All right, cool. So Chris Carson, Eddie Lacy. First of all, let's just talk. Get rid of Eddie Lacy really quick. Eddie Lacy. I don't know who watched the game or who didn't, but if you didn't, I'll just let you know that Eddie Lacy just looked ridiculous, ridiculously slow. He had five that, carries for three that. yards, and one of his longest yeah. carry was six yards. So <laughs> this shows you how uh, how bad it is. Chris Carson. He did have a thirty yard run. Uh, it finished with thirty nine yards and six carries. So that helped his carry, uh, you know, his average. But I, I like Chris Carson. I think he showed explosiveness. I don't think there's anybody else. CJ Procise even carried the ball a couple of times and, you know, wasn't very effective under three yards per carry. I think Chris Carson moving forward, and he had a lot of uh, pre-draft sleeper hype, and um, I think uh, I think it's warranted. I think I think he's explosive and he can do something here. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to agree with you here, Dale. Like, I do like him. Eddie Lacy looks bad. You don't think they give him another shot, though? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But, I mean, along with that, they're going to split the carries with Carson, I think, again. And depending on what Rawls is doing. So, it, it's a mess. And I'm not starting anybody. But I, I'll, take a, I'll take a chance, a flyer on Chris Carson over anybody else in this backfield. Okay. Fair enough. All right, uh, let's talk about Buck or Javoris Buck Allen. He is not owned in very many leagues. After Danny Woodhead went down, it seems like Buck Allen is going to get the majority of the passing downs. What do you feel about Buck Allen? Do you do you have any uh, feelings towards him at all? Uh, well, Buck Allen. The thing is that Baltimore. Uh, they. They still gave West plenty of work. They did. And this is kind of – I mentioned this is what they do. Like, if Danny Woodhead goes down, they'll put in Javorius Allen. Javorius Allen goes down, they'll find someone else. It doesn't matter. They'll sign someone off the street. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll bring in Ryan Matthews if they have to. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. like, it really doesn't matter. The Baltimore Ravens will find someone to split the running back work. And I'm surprised, that, you know, they didn't use three backs immediately. Because that's what they do, and it's going to be frustrating. Yeah, there's going to be value for both, but you're never going to really feel comfortable starting West or Allen. Both of their upsides are capped by the system. Yeah, for sure. West had uh, West had 19 carries. Allen had 21. Both had uh, West had 80 yards. Allen had 71. So, I mean, they're they're neck and neck. I don't know if they're going to split split the time half and half, but I do know Wes is going to be owned in a lot more leagues. And if you're, you know, if, if he's available, you can get him for free. He's worth holding on to and checking out right now. Uh, according to fantasy pros, he's not, he's owned in less than 1% of leagues. So definitely worth uh, stashing. If you have the space, right. you, you know, who looked good this week? Uh, Marlon, Me? Marlon, <laughs> no, uh, Marlon Mack. Frank Gore was a same hey man. My just I look good. <laughs> Anyways, you Mar- heard her? Hold on, babe. Okay, never mind. She says she doesn't want to come here. She doesn't agree anymore. I didn't look good. <laughs> um, so Frank Gore and Marlon Mack split the workload, ten carries apiece. Mack wasn't as efficient, but he did get a touchdown. I think they're going to continue peppering in Frank Gore, of course, just because hey, if he can get four yards of carry, why not? But I think Marlon Mack is the future of this offense. And by future, I mean by week six or seven, he's going to be handling the majority of the work. Do you agree or disagree? I think this is what it's going to be all year. Okay. Just a total split backfield. Totally split backfield for the entire year. Okay. Worth uh, worth targeting at all? If you're desperate. I don't think he's a guy that's going to win you your league. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I don't like Frank Gore, but they're still going to make sense. Link Frank Gore, Frank Gore, plenty enough that uh, you don't really want Marlon Mack. Right. Did we mention, or I'm sorry, did you mention? Because I know you were going for it. Uh, that Chris Johnson was signed by the Cardinals. 
Um, no, I didn't mention it, and I was kind of uh, an afterthought, but it was a presumed afterthought that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't. This doesn't really change anything. What we said earlier about Crowan Williams. This news, as we're recording, is kind of breaking now that they're that he signed. So, um, right. I mean, he's he's worth keeping an eye on too. But Kerwin Williams, if you're going to pick up an Arizona backfield uh, running back, it's going to be Williams. Let's move right on to wide receivers. A couple guys, I'm really really hold on, hold on, hold on. one. There's one running back that you've just glanced over here that I think is very important to talk about on my list. Okay, and that's Alvin Kamara. Okay, why do, do you like him? Yeah, man. He uh, he led the Saints in carries, rushing yards, even though it was only 18. But I think the important number here is the snaps that he played. 31 snaps uh, with Ingram. Um, <clears throat> you know, Ingram was still there, but Peterson only had nine. Yeah. Like, that was a career low for Adrian Peterson, nine yep. snaps. Yep. So I, I think the Saints have made it pretty clear that it's the Kamara and Ingram show, and Peterson is third on that list. Yep. Uh, no, no, no interest at all. This backfield, I mean, it was split pretty much three ways in thirds. Peterson had six carries, Kamara had seven, Ingram had six. They all had about two and a half to three yards per carry. None of them scored. <laughs> I, it was a shitty game for New Orleans anyways, but uh, I'm not touching this backfield. I mean, Kamara does have some value, I guess. Like you said, he his snap count was high, but I'm good. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Kamara than Marlon Mack. Fair enough. I, I could see that. There's because there's opportunity. Kamara has probably has less immediate opportunity, but has a higher upside should things break his way. Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't argue with that. I understand. I understand your thoughts on that. All okay. right. And then I think I, I do want to mention if you're desperate and you need just like a quick ad for this week, Chris Thompson and Shane Vereen are good options. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go into the wide receivers. Like I mentioned, there's a couple guys I really like. I'm going to list my favorites, and you just tell me which one you want to talk about. Cup, Galladay, and Paul Richardson. I think we got to start with the rookies. All right. So let's Cooper... start with Galladay. Galladay is my number one wide receiver ad. Yeah. Uh, man, it's really tough between. I think we disagree here. It's it's close. The only reason I'm not look, I know Galladay can handle the workload. I know he got two touchdowns, but he only had four receptions and seven targets on a day where Matthew Stafford went nuts and threw four touchdowns. Um I don't expect that every week. I do think Matt Stafford is capable of doing that again, but I wouldn't expect that high output from week to week. And Galladay, at the end of the day, he is a rookie trying to still learn the offense, trying to learn the NFL. I, I like Cup a little bit better here, but what what do you see from Galladay besides, you know, the touchdowns being there for him with Anquan Bolden out? Yep. He does that's the thing. He slips into he he's the perfect complement to me to Golden Tate. And uh, Arizona did something a little weird on Sunday because they had Patrick Peterson shadowing Marvin Jones instead of shadowing um, you know, either Galladay or Tate. I know Tate a uh, slot receiver, but Peterson tends to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and so they had Peterson on Jones, who Jones still saw a shit ton of targets anyways, uh, with Matthew Stafford throwing the ball all over the place, like you said. But I think Galladay has a legit option in an offense that's going to be ridiculously aggressive to, to emerge, have those similar touchdown numbers to Bolden, if not even a little bit more productive than that. Eight, nine touchdowns? I think that's very realistic on this season. You oh, know? Yeah, no, no, I do. I do. And I'm, I, l- let me clarify. I love, I really, uh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to stop saying love. I really like Galladay here. I just like Cup a little bit better. That's all. Um, G- Galladay is a great option. I have no problem listing Cup, Galladay, Galladay, Cup, whatever way you want to put it. I just prefer Cup. That's all. Now, um, the reason why I'd rather have Galladay is, I just think Detroit's offense is going to pass the ball nearly 700 times this year. They can't run the ball. They're going to pass the ball. 600 is the old, like, extreme number. Right. They're going to go over 650 this year. I think they will be closer to 700 than 600 pass attempts. And so 
the person that is probably going to be the biggest beneficiary of that I previously thought would be Eric Ebron. But week one made it very clear to me that it's going to be Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So whatever, whatever I argued for in terms of Ebron before the season, just give it to Kenny Galladay. <laughs> just control F and replace uh, Ebron with Holiday, Galladay. <laughs> yeah, just search for all references to Ebron and just <laughs> change it to replace it to Galladay. Fair enough. Um, so the reason why I like Cooper Cup, and I don't – I don't think Goff is going to do this every week, and actually he has never passed for 300 yards except for week one of this season. He passed for 306 yards with one touchdown, but that one touchdown went to Cup um, along with 76 yards and four receptions on six targets. He tied with the most targets on the team with six. He tied with Gurley, and Watkins had five. Cup is the wide receiver one on this team, and I would not be surprised if he had a 1,000-yard season. I, I don't believe he's the one. I still think it's Watkins. Uh, Watkins having five targets um, is fine. I, I still think Watkins ends up with a better year than Cup. I think we're just seeing, you know, <laughs> the beneficiary of they played the Colts, they beat down on the Colts, and that's what happened in week one. I'm not that big of a fan of Cup, to be honest. Okay. That offense is going to lose the hell out of him. Yeah. Okay. Not, not his talent. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of his talent. I think he's 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 a pretty good wide receiver who will make it in this league. Um, that offense is frustrating, man. I I I try to stay away from players in bad offenses, and that that offense is going to be frustrating this year. I I know they improved their offensive line. I know they want to say that they're steps forward with Goff, and it, it looked good in Week One. But man, let's see what happens Week Two because I I'm not a believer right now. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, it's it's hard to bet for the Rams, especially the Rams' passing game. It's hard to bet for them. So, uh, the other guy I really want to talk about, and I don't know why, I don't know where this love came from. I think you're to blame a little bit. Uh, Paul Richardson, he was a leader in targets uh, last week, week one, with seven targets. He caught four of those for 59 yards. Uh, out uh, out targeted Doug Baldwin on a day that Russell Wilson flat out just. Looked horrible. Fourteen for twenty-seven for only one hundred fifty-eight yards. I and this is a little match. This is a little matchup base. I'm not expecting Richardson to out-target Baldwin every game, but to know that Wilson saying, "Hey, I know you're here, and I'm going to feed you when you're open." That's a good sign. Basically, it was yep. it was Baldwin, Richardson, and Graham getting all the targets here. If they if the Seattle Seahawks, however, can't get their offensive line or their run game situated at all this season, it might be a lot of what we saw last season, and that's going to be tough to own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't forget, last season, Paul Richardson ended the ended the season uh, four weeks in a row, averaging eight points per game, I think two or three touchdowns. Don't quote me on that. I think it's two touchdowns in the last four games. So him and Wilson have something going on. This might continue this season, and he could be a nice little surprise for uh, – for somebody, who, yeah, like, you know, sit, yeah, sitting, <laughs> sitting deep on your bench, I'm 100. I I definitely have shares of Paul Richardson. See what I did there? Because you said Richardson yeah. and Wilson had something going on. I like it. Yeah, I got it. Sierra should be worried because <laughs> that's also Wilson's wife. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Alan Hearns. Yeah. Alan Hearns, you think is a beneficiary? Yeah, I got it. Alan Hearns is a beneficiary of. Allen Robinson going down. I like Marquise Lee. Um, uh, is, is there much to say about this? I mean, neither one of them are going to be a Rob. I don't think neither one of them are going to get 150 targets this this year. But uh, who who's a guy to own here? Lee Hearns. <laughs> I want to say Lee. I mean, I want to say fuck. That was a Freudian slip right there. <laughs> Damn it. I want to say Hearns, but everyone else I'm hearing is is clamoring pretty loudly for Marquise Lee. But uh, man, I still believe two years ago the A. Rob and Alan Hearns was the best two options on that team. I know a lot of people want to lean Lee because he had his little moments last year. Um, 
I guess I'll think with my brain. It's probably Lee. Yeah, yeah. My heart says my heart says Hearns, <laughs> but my brain says Lee is probably the best option going yeah. forward for Jackson. I mean, last game was a weird one to base this off of, to base your decision off of. Jacksonville got off to a lead and kept it. Fournette had 26 carries. Uh, the leading targeted person on the team was Hearns with only four targets. So it's nothing to base all your information off of. I'm just kind of basing it off of what I saw last year. Hearns didn't really show me anything. I know he was injured too, but uh, I like I like Lee. Uh, so um, your boy, Kevin White, he's gone. <sighs> Dude, it Man. sucks for that guy. <laughs> Is is it even? I, I have a Rob and Kevin White on several teams. Not a good week one, man. No, it's really bad week one for me. Well, the, the good news is it was pretty bad for everybody. So, uh, but yes, Dale. Yes, but I just want to say this in my in my league of record, I had Kareem Hunt and lost. Yeah, that sucks. That's not good, man. Forty no. points from Kareem Hunt and. Uh, follow that up with everyone else in single digits yep yep uh so is is it even worth right now talking about kindle right and we kind of already talked about the passing game a little bit with the bears going through you know Tariq cohen really benefiting but is kindle right anybody to to talk about yep okay i think he is i think he's a wide receiver three at the end of the year okay uh, that's, I guess that's not too bold. Um, on week at the end of the year, Kendall Wright will be a top 36 wide receiver by default. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Hey, I and did Armando called it all along. Cause he knew everybody was going to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to mention, I do want to mention Deontay Thompson. I am pretty sure we made an eat bet on this, but Deontay Thompson did have a catch for 15 yards. I kind of, uh, I think he could be something. I think he, I, I still look definitely not rosterable, rosterable for sure. I'm not, I'm not advocating for that, but it's like he could be something. Anyways. Oh yeah. What if you're in a 16 team PPR league with, uh, 25 bench spots? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe. Is there, are there any more wide receivers really to talk about here? I mean, I mean Nelson, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar, not really. Um, but there is a guy that's interestingly still in a lot of leagues available. Danny Amendola still available in more than half the leagues, guys. Um, look out there if he is available on your, you know, on your free agency or on your wire. You know, put in uh, put in at least five percent of your budget if you have to put in, and and I think he's a very worthwhile add. Yep. A uh, couple tight ends I want to talk about: Christian, Jesse James. Austin Hooper, I do like. I know two big giant plays really padded his stats because that's all he had. But um, Jesse James, man, he, I like him. I like him a lot. You would you rather? Okay, so Cameron Braid is still out there in most leagues. He didn't play in Week One. He actually got dropped in a bunch of leagues that I saw, which was interesting. So you're out here. Would you rather have Jesse James or Cameron Braid? I think I'd rather have Jesse James, honestly. I mean, he oh. got both. He got both. Oh. He got both of the touchdowns. Six targets. I'm sorry, eight targets for six receptions. He's going to continue being the big target in the end zone that Ben Roethlisberger needs. I mean, six seven. Okay. And he just has a huge wingspan. I mean, I I truly truly believe he's going to be a top twelve tight end top eight i don't hate you for it i don't hate you for it i am not as in love as you but i think he's going to be solid this year okay he will have plenty of games where he disappears whenever martavis Bryant comes in and then he finally emerges which will probably be next week i think jesse james might disappear a little bit but here's where we might uh we might have a little bit of discussion here would you rather have cameron break rest of the season or austin hooper uh i think i'd rather have break I thought I had me an e there. <laughs> no, I mean, look, Austin Hooper. I think he's. I mean, I've I've talked about him in the off season too. I think he's he's a, a receiver type tight end that Matt Ryan likes. It's just it's good. The passing is going to go through Julio Jones. Hey, he wasn't taken high in the draft or nothing, man. 
just remember it's only his second year yeah. playing tight end. Maybe he, maybe by next year we thought we're talking about him as a top twelve guy because he breaks out this year. Yeah, so, I mean he, Austin he, Hooper, yeah. Another guy if you're starting a tight end, uh, I would pick one of these three guys up. I'm not yet interested in guys like uh, George Kittle or Evan Evan Ingram. Um, one guy that I do think we just have to mention quickly at tight end, though, Dale, Charles Clint. He seems like he might actually be the best receiving option for for uh, Tyrod Taylor of what's left. Are you interested at all in Charles Clay? Uh, no, I think he's a strong DFS play on good matchups. <laughs> But uh, Charles Clay, he did have he had nine targets. He led the team with nine targets on four receptions, fifty three yards and touchdown. Give Jordan Matthews some time. I know he, he Jordan Matthews had a long reception, forty seven yard reception that really helped his stats. But I think give Matthews a couple weeks, and he's going to be a sol- solid wide receiver one, solid you know pass catcher for that team. Okay, I think Zay Jones. I think Zay Jones will emerge as well. I'm sorry. I'd rather have to play for the rest of the season than I would Austin Cooper just for this year. Yeah. That, that doesn't apply to dynasty leagues or anything like that. But I think Clay is going to be serviceable and, and give you some good weeks. Unfortunately, this is not one of those good weeks because he does play Carolina this week. Kind of a rough matchup for tight ends. Maybe a guy that might be on your waiver again next week. Um, so Charles Clay would be a guy that maybe just keep an eye out on that and uh, target him next week's waiver wire. Yeah, people hate on the Bills because of Tyrod Taylor. For some reason, they don't think that these receiving receivers can can do much. I think they're they're overlooked a lot of times. But um, Tyrod Taylor is pretty good. I think it's just a Bills thing. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, uh, I think that's that's pretty much everybody that we were talking about. Um, I do kind of want to go through a, just a couple things, just because. If there, hold on. So. Last question. If people still have their waivers open, who is your number one pick? Tariq Cohen. Is it Cohen? Yeah, yeah, it is. You? Asking for a friend. Who's your number two? <laughs> uh, my number two, of course, Cup or Galladay, Galladay Cup. And then Buck Allen. Okay. So you would have Buck Allen over Curran Williams and Chris Carson? I would. I think so. Uh, the Chris Carson, Buck Allen, they're close. Uh, I just hope that Allen could be the pass catching guy, which gives you a huge advantage in that offense where Joe Flacco passed to his running backs more than anybody else in the NFL. My top two pickups would be Kerwin Williams and Kenny Galladay and whatever order of need you needed. Okay. Fair enough. So we, we can kind of all agree the top five or six or, uh, and you know it, it really depends on your you know if you don't if you're stacked at running back don't feel like you have to get Cohen just because he's a top waiver wire pick you know I mean go go for what you need if it's Cup or Galladay then that's fine you don't have to get Cohen with that number one pick just remember love is all you need yep uh, really quick who do you think is a leading target uh, target monster of week one the what. Who do you think led the target, led the league in targets this week? Led the league in targets. Uh, wasn't it Hopkins? Yeah, Hopkins was sixteen, which is yeah. And wasn't ten of didn't ten of them come in the second half? They did once. Uh, once yeah, Watson came in yesterday. Yeah, okay. We said this on the last episode. Okay, okay. Uh, also, I want to mention Amari Cooper. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm interested in, and I'm going to do a little bit of research really quick here. Um, Sorry. Yeah, live on the pod. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mari Cooper out-targeted Michael Crabtree. Uh, sorry. Oh, uh, thirteen. Not thir- interested in Benny Fowler, right? No, thirteen to seven. Yeah. Amari Cooper out-targeted Michael Crabtree, thirteen to seven. I'm believing this is a year that Cooper really distances himself. Being, Separates himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think so. I the, the targets here. I think it's going to continue being about that way. Keenan Allen, it was fun watching him get 10 targets. Corey Davis had 10 targets, which we talked about on the last pod that the targets in Tennessee were so spread out that, you know, he can go anywhere from 5 to 10 to 12 targets a game. It's just going to fluctuate depending on matchups. Um, I think that's about it. That's That's all the guys I really wanted to talk about here. Do you believe in Tyreek Hill, by the way? Uh, as what? 
a top what twenty four guy? Uh, is he is, is he a top twelve? No, not for me. Okay, there's well, going to be too many games where he stays away just based on uh, based on what Kansas City does, where they'll run the ball with Hunt or you know switch it over to <clears throat> to the tight end or to just other guys um, or just it not be the game plan. Um, I think that was their game plan to come out aggressive against New England because they had to, but I don't think that's going to be their game plan every week. Right, right. All right, here. I got let's, – let's in the in the episode. We got a couple of minutes here. I want to do a little bit of trade talk because people are already starting to trade. Um, I got two trades for you here that were – one of them is mine and one of them is Armando's actually, so – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, I want to know what you think about this trade. I have Doug Martin and Jeremy Macklin. I'll be giving that up for Tyreek Hill and LeGarrette Blunt. I already have a full roster. Hyde and Montgomery and Miller are my running backs. Cooper, Galladay, and Hopkins are my wide receivers. So I'm pretty set. I do like Tyreek Hill a lot, basically trading for Doug Martin um, and Jeremy Macklin. I, I won't start Macklin anyways, probably with Cooper, Galladay, and Hopkins. So I'm kind of giving that in for free. What do you think? Uh, I'm leaning no. I'd rather have the hillside. I think you have the potential of having, you know, three top 15 wide receivers. And that'll make your team look really solid. And Doug Martin, I mean, you're still going to miss some games down there. And, and, um, you know, you're kind of hoping you get great Doug Martin, but you know, I think you're getting you're getting the value of you know of a good Doug Martin season without even having to see it. Right. And so I do like uh, I do think you win that trade. Okay. Uh, I mean, Legarrette Blunt is kind of a throw-in, but I still think he can you know when you need him on a bye week, if the bye weeks match up with a good matchup for him, he could still get that touchdown or two. Um, on the goal line, so I, I was I was gleaning no to be honest with you, but I really like Tyreek Kill, so I um, well I think Tyreek Kill is here's the thing who's the best player in that trade? It's Tyreek Kill, right? It's Tyreek Kill, yeah. So and I think it would be Tyreek Kill even if Martin wasn't serving a suspension, but he still got three games to miss. Yeah, he sick. won't get him to week five. Exactly. So I, I think uh, I think it's pretty clearly in the favor of the Tyree Kill side. Okay. All right. The other trade, this is Armando's trade. Top, he... top 15, 16 wide receiver for the rest of the season. I don't think he's top 12, but he's going to be pretty close. Uh, solid wide receiver, too. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are clearly running that offense through Hill. It was clear in week one. Like you said, maybe they, Alex Smith was just a little more aggressive. But, hey, if it worked for him in week one, like, just keep doing it, right? Um, all right, this next trade, we will end. I, I did want to say, that offense is is going to sustain a number two wide receiver this year, a number one tight end, and a for me, a top five running back for the rest of the year. Yeah. I know you. we might disagree. I think you might think that's a little high, but let's say, worst case scenario, a top 12 running back. I don't think you can disagree with me there. No, definitely not. So it is, it is going to bode well for Smith in terms of just being decent and better than he has been in the past. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, the next trade here, uh, let's see. Armando is giving up Keenan Allen and Ty Montgomery. This is crazy. And he is receiving A.J. Green, Lamar Miller, and Jamison Crowder. Yeah, it's the A.J. Green, Lamar Miller, Jamison Crowder side. Yeah. He just basically got Jamison Crowder for free. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And Lamar Miller, I do like Ty Montgomery probably a little bit better than Lamar Miller, but let's not try to overreact week one. And AJ Green is obvious edge over Keenan Allen, so I would uh, I would agree with you and say yeah, that's a good trade. The baby does not agree. <laughs> the baby in the background. Sorry, guys. Jeez. Just remember, man, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, um, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Anchor now. Uh, send me an email if you want a decal. Uh, I've I actually have been handwriting every single envelope uh, to everybody. So when you get it and it's bad handwriting, that's me. Again, contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. Um, also, 
just really quick and then I'll end it. Also, if you, no, no, hold on, hold on. If what? you get a decal, I expect the review on iTunes. That's your payment. <laughs> uh, it does cost us, well, how much is a stamp now? Like 34 cents or something? Yeah, so it's, I think it's like 40 cents. How old are you? <laughs> is it really 40 cents now? It is a stamp. That is crazy. 40 cents. You're way better off. Uh, well, I guess you can't always. That's why people don't write letters yeah, anymore. It's, 40, it's 46 cents. <laughs> Holy crap. I remember when stamps were 27 cents. That's crazy. Sales. Do you also remember buying a Coke at the quarter gas station <laughs> for a nickel? Um, <laughs> really quick before we get off, we do have a little link on our homepage, eatsleepfantasy.com. Uh, for Amazon, so if you're going to get anything from Amazon, uh, just click that link and go through it and buy whatever. You know, we obviously can't get any of your information from it, but uh, we do get notified when people buy it through that link. And if you do, screenshot the order and send it to us, and uh, we'll pick maybe like one person every couple of weeks uh, out of you know the pool to send a free T-shirt. Um, so that's pretty fun. So if you're going to get something from Amazon, anyways, why not? And I think. Uh... What's up? I, I think you might be old enough that your birth certificate is expired. <laughs> um, all right. Dale. What? Do you, are you old enough to remember when Burger King was still a prince? No, oh, that's good. You know, I was just talking about that, though. I I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't when I was in high school. But Burger King had a smoking section back when I was in high school. I, that's kind of weird to think about. How, how old are you? Do you remember <laughs> the good old days of Reagan? <laughs> I'm not that old. You got a picture of Moses in your yearbook? <laughs> for Social security number one. For Christian Brito, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you tomorrow if there's not another hurricane. Dale took his driver's test on a dinosaur. <laughs> Later. Jurassic Park brought back memories. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.